Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tell Us What's in the Box. What's in the Box? Nom, um, nom, 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 Yeah, eating <laughs> lots of things and illegal chickens. And illegal chickens. Illegal chickens. Yeah, illegal chickens. We are doing a chew from Image Comics, uh, written by John Layman and, and illustrated by Rob Guillory. <laughs> Sorry. <Ooh>, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a comic. This is what I work with, people. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Chew from Image Comics, written by John Layman, illustrated by Rob Guillory, ran from June 2009 to November 2016. We will be doing issues uh, 1 through 20. We will be doing the fir- uh, first 20 issues. And um, that are the first four of the illustrated, um, the paperback illustrated editions. Um, yeah. So this one uh, was my choice. I don't know, Joanna, had you read this before? Never. This was my first time. <laughs> um, so this is one of my choices. And um, the premise of this is you have Tony Chu, who starts out as a, a cop. And he is special because he can eat things. And when he eats things, he can tell things about what he is eating, um, such as where they came from or, you know, what it's, you know, what the animal was doing, if it was meat and stuff like that. The only uh, food that does not work for is beets. So he eats because a lot who of, the hell likes beets? Yeah, and so he eats a lot of beets. <laughs> um, and we start off with Tony. A chew is both a play on like chewing things and Tony's last name, so it's a, it's a double win there. Spelled C H U. Yeah, spelled C H U. There's there's a lot of uh, food naming conventions in this graphic novel. And it is both hilarious and delicious. Yes. I was quite a big fan of that. Yes. And I'm going to get this wrong. They call it Sibomancy? Cybomancy? Sibomancy? I don't know how to pronounce it. Like I, I can read the word and I can either. spell it. Yeah. But that's basically the, the technical term for what he can do. Um, and so we meet Tony where he's with his partner. And they're after this guy who's killed a bunch of people named D-Bear. And they get stopped by an agent of the FDA, the all-powerful Food and Drug Administration. At least this is sort of like a near future <laughs> timeline. Um, but the FDA apparently is like the baddest of the badasses, um, <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration. Yes. Yeah. And, and one, sorry, one oh. important um, aspect of this whole world right now is the fact that um, Poultry, chicken, mm-hmm. is illegal. So there's a lot of uh, underground chicken joints and selling of poultry and everything uh, because in this fictional world, the avian bird flu that kind of like caused a pandemic in the early 2000s, I believe it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, it caused, caused panic. So this is like kind of taken to the next level. Um, so reading chew during uh, these very specific <laughs> world 
uh, <laughs> pandemic events right now was a uh, quite interesting. There was a lot of, um, you know, it, it's a hoax. The government's lying to you. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. There's Everybody, nothing wrong with the chicken. Their chicken's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> people like busting into official like buildings saying, yeah. you know, we're going to kill everybody. The government's a bunch of liars. They're fascists. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, um, yeah, yeah, this is relevant. All right. Yeah, and it's really funny because we think of those things as like being prescient, but it's really just logical conclusions to stuff that was already happening, even as far as 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, you know, because a lot of what writers do, you and I are both writers, is you sit there and you're like, what if, you know, what's the logical progression of this sort of thing, right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's a, a writerly exercise, you know, like, what are the far-reaching consequences of this thing happening, you know, and then you're right about it. So it's not that far up base that that a lot of these writers, like this one being a little prescient or like the Simpsons being prescient or like some other (laughs) things being prescient about what's going on now, it really isn't that surprising because writers make an exercise of sitting there and thinking, what are the logical conclusions for this sort of thing? So yeah, but yeah, it's very, it's very like, you know, there was a pandemic, you know, government conspiracies, all this sort of stuff going on. Um, and, you know, we meet Tony and he's, you know, they're, they're going to get this guy, but they get stopped by the FDA, Mason Savoy, um, the FDA, the FDA agent. Which <laughs> I, I kept reading his last name is Savory. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that would make sense. I think it's kind of intended to be that way. Yeah. You're supposed to be just off. Yeah. I'm like, savory hot chicken and waffles. Oh, I want that right now. (laughs) Yeah. They're like just off. Like you have uh, Mason Savoy, Mike Appleby, and Amelia Mm. Mintz. You know, it kind of sounds like mint, apple, and, you know, they just Mm. kind of Colby, like Colby cheese, you know, like, I think they're just supposed to be like, just off, just chow, chow. Yeah. Yeah, His brother, that's what they call him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Chow. That one's outright. That's just, you know, chow. Yeah. Um, and, and everything. So, but yeah, what he discovers is, um, that they're, they hits, they get sent off and, um, he finds a serial killer. He eats, uh, you know, this stuff that had been contaminated by one of the cooks and realizes this cook had killed 13 girls over the course of years and he gets him, and, but the guy tries to kill himself. So in order to find out who these girls are so that they can be found and brought back to their families, he chews on the guy. He eats his face. He eats his face. Oh, I was so happy with that scene. I was not sure where that scene was going whatsoever. And then yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is double layered. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. And and, um, and that leads into being fired as a cop. But he gets recruited by the FDA for his singular mm-hmm. ability. And uh, he finds out that he's one of three of such people known in the world. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tim and this Savoy guy that we met previously a little bit and um, a a Serbian guy, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) That we haven't, that we haven't seen 
or, um, or whatever at this point, but yeah, so there's lots of, I mean, it's funny and irreverent, the setup and stuff, but they do have lots of, um, you know, moments in it as well. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the seriousness with which they take everything is part of the humor, but there's also real, like, you know, Chu is, I mean, what was your impression of Tony, of Tony Chu? Like, what's your impression of him? Like, as I, a character? I felt like he got so much undeserved shit from mm -hmm. everybody around him. You know, they, or, you know, they, they, they want to use him for his special ability, but clearly take advantage of it, make him eat things he doesn't want to eat that would normally probably like send somebody to the hospital for a week. We're talking like uh, decomposing body parts, uh, mm. dead animals that have been in evidence Ziploc bags like forever that um, other agencies are specifically saving for Tony Chu because they know what he he can do and basically mm -hmm. kind of solve crimes. Um, the scene where him and once his um, part, partner John finally gets out of the hospital because during yeah. the first... Uh, yeah, he got hit in the uh, face with a cleaver during... Cleaver the to the face. Yeah. Cleaver to the face. But... Uh, he gets bionics. He gets a bionic cyborg. He becomes RoboCop. He becomes RoboCop, basically. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and like they're, I, I mean, they kind of have a classic like buddy cop dynamic. You know, Tony's the very like subdued, very serious guy. John's definitely the more flamboyant, like stereotypical give zero fucks kind of yeah. investigator you know so but oddly yeah. enough so so if this yeah. were lethal weapon like tony would be danny glover mm -hmm. and, and john colby is mel gibson absolutely <laughs> mel gibson yeah if this was like dead heat too tony chu would be um Roger Mortis. Mortis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then John Colby would be uh I forget Joe Piscopo's the character that he that he Because it's Joe that, Piscopo. It's Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> you just ever see, you know, and then you know, sometimes you'll talk about movies and the actor's so famous, you just talk about the character like the actor, like you're just like, yep. you know, and then there was you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme mm -hmm. there, like, who knows what his character's name is this time. Absolutely, right. It's not like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson has this character, and then, like, and, oh. and, and then it's like, and then Samuel L. Jackson entered the chat, yeah. you know, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. but yeah, they, they, they have a good working dynamic, despite, like, how, how much of opposites they they are and john's really kind of the only one that looks out for tony really mm -hmm. so when john was in the hospital it was a very kind of sad time for tony everybody yeah. was taking advantage of him and, tr and treating him like crap for absolutely no reason yeah he had to eat some very disgusting yeah like mike appleby his like boss at the fda mm -hmm. um he's just a like what He's a raging dick, kind of like a lot of customers that go to Applebee's. <laughs> Maybe that's the correlation there. I mean, <laughs> I've, been, 
I don't go to Applebee's that often, but the few times that I have been there, there's always like some raging asshole that is like, dude, you need to chill. (laughs) It's Applebee's, man. It's not that serious. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But just from the get-go, like we get no reason why the guy hates him so much. Just like right off the bat. Like, as soon as Tony walks in the door, McAvilby's like, I'm going to treat you like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and all this stuff. And, and you know, one thing I did appreciate was sometimes you what you read these things where, some, where the main character or protagonist or characters being treated like crap. And a lot of times the characters don't speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they, they'll be like, oh, but they're my, or whatever. Like, no, like, when Tony found out that this guy, Mike Appleby, he'd be like, oh, we just wanted you to confirm what we knew already about this guy. And Tony's like, fuck you, you made me eat a gut because shit you already knew. And he gets pissed about it. Yeah. Because anyone would, and it's going to punch his face. I'm like, yeah, Tony, that is the appropriate response. Yeah. Rather than swallowing your tongue and being like, he made you eat a decomposing finger. Yep. Like, ew, like that guy's just an asshole. And a you burger. And a, yeah. And a, yeah. And a, and a yeah. And a burger. Uh, Worst superpower ever, man. Yeah. Like, it, it really, God Lord. The X Men didn't even have anybody with this power. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, wow. Um, yeah. So basically, we follow Tony as he's kind of dealing with something bigger going on and by the end of the Mm -hmm. 20 we kind of get a little of to maybe what's going on but you know not quite but we basically follow tony like uh you know as he's as he's you know working with the fda and and all of that and everything and and he meets amelia amelia uh, mince Mince, yeah (laughs) see your journalist how would you like that ability that she has Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, to be able to make an entire city as they're reading my food review in, <laughs> in, in the morning during their morning commutes to read that and to be puking, like literally puking. Yeah. Be based on the description she has. So if we can like jump right into her kind yeah. of relationship with Tony, I mean, it's more one one way but um not only is like mince kind of it's it's a very appropriate word for amelia because she's like tony's at this point like unrequited sweet sweetheart um she's like she has the power to make people taste what she's what kind of food she's describing she's a food critic so she'll go and she'll write about it and she has the ability to make people actually feel like they're they're eating it they're eating it yeah like their tricks their brain or whatever but for tony oh my gosh that's so perfect because he can't eat anything without getting flashes of the animal and where it came from and other people and and everything else but reading amelia's work he's able to enjoy food like a normal person yeah and we 
you know, and we get little bits of Tony going to visit John in the hospital or initially he, he thinks it's John, but it's the wrong room. And there's this yeah. hilarious moment where, where he's like, he's like pouring out his heart. <laughs> You're freaking me out. I don't know you. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> like, but yeah, he's like telling John, like she's perfect. For yeah. I met this girl. I met yeah. this girl. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, perfect for each other kind of thing, you know? And yeah. And John really does look out for Tony and, um, and all of that and everything. So did you get to the point, um, where it's one through 20, but I don't know what additions you have. I got the taster's choice. That's, oh. that's the one that I got. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cause there's several things and they all have different stuff put into them. So varying um, sizes of the issues and everything. Yeah. Various yeah. sizes of the issues as, as <laughs> comics are want to do. I don't know why yeah. this is a thing with comics, but um, standardize it. Come on, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, they got to make money. So you buy all the different you yeah. know, additions and stuff, additions and stuff. So did you meet Pollo? I don't think so. The chicken? But... Nope. Pollo the chicken. Filed the chick. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it gets, it gets worse. Um, yeah, please. I mean, it's, uh-huh. go ahead. Please talk about Poyo. And is it spelled P-O-Y-O or is yes. it spelled like, okay. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Um, so right after um, he gets sent um, by the FDA with John mm-hmm. to go and check out what's happening and they run into Poyo, who's a chicken, a fighting chicken. But this is a demon chicken. And this chicken takes out like all these FDA agents and it's, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, But it is, it is pretty great, but yeah, I think the whole story is, you know, in general, I think I would say that this is really about like Tony trying to find his place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being taken like seriously not looked at as like such such a freak um yeah. or treated you know, like an asset like we're just here because you can eat stuff and tell us things about it you know like he's yeah a lot more than that you know yeah um you know and then there's all the issues that he has with his own brothers too you know being which is a very kind of easy way in any kind of piece that has a detective or, you know, crime aspect to it is to have like the main detective dude or woman, whoever, um, have a family member, like be involved in the criminal world that they are investigating. Yeah. You know, so for one of his brothers that like the first brother we meet very early on um he's deep in the illegal chicken, chicken. trade he's a chef yeah. yeah he's a chef he's a chef yes and uh, <laughs> and gets involved in that 
And, and it's kind of funny because John was like, no, don't, you know, it's your brother. And John's like, and Tony's like, good, you know, like we're yeah. bringing him in, you know, like I'll show him. Yeah, yeah. I'll show him and everything. And John's trying to talk him out of it and stuff. Um, and as you get further into a series, there's a lot more um, complicated family dynamics that come into it and yeah. everything. Um, so so yeah, you know, and then you find out that Mason Savoy is like kind of using Tony. Like you think he's their friend, but then he turns He's out basically and, an evil villain. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just like Tony doesn't really have anybody except like John, really. Yeah. And in, in the first part of the book, he doesn't really have anybody who he can really just like that doesn't like want something from him or like you know he can talk to or anything like that so it's pretty it's pretty sad and you know yeah in that respect you feel bad for him yeah and it's almost like like tony just wants to like do his job and he's very stoic in in the sense that he i mean i guess Stoic is the wrong word, but, you know, he will lash out at people who who fuck with him, mm-hmm. basically. But all, all he wants is just to, you know, be left alone and be able to to do to do his job. You know, I bet he obviously doesn't wish he had this weird ability, but it's the path in life that he found found himself on. And it's the weird superpower that he was given for whatever reason um but the whole thing is just a brilliant like pun the whole thing it's 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 a brilliant pun but also at the same time very grotesque almost in a body horror kind kind of way just because when like you see everything that he has to go through and everything that he has to eat and every choice that that he makes it's just like oh my god this is terrifying and then for him to be you know treated the same way on top of that it's it's just like tony why don't you go full-on like criminal or something like dude Mm -hmm. you could seriously like cause some headaches for all the police and agencies and everything but now he wants to try to stay on the right side of the law and that very much comes into the relationships that he has with with his brothers too yeah yeah it's true it is so what do you what did you think of this since it's a graphic novel we can talk about the artwork a little bit what did you think of the the art oh it was just so fun and playful yeah very colorful and you know the artist wasn't afraid to like you know change it up and stuff occasionally yeah just different angles and things and and all that you know um i really i really did like it you know um lots lots of action yeah very actiony um you know i thought i think the artist does really well with faces uh facial expression oh yeah those were so fun to look at too yeah you know very cool very um yeah you know and just different you know they weren't trying afraid to try some like different angles and stuff like that you know like 
mm-hmm. ones you wouldn't necessarily think of and stuff, but you know, they very I mean, my my whole thing with with graphic novels is of course you want to illustrate each each pain, you know, like it's the most important screenshot out of a scene from from a movie complete with like the most action possible um and i felt that you know out of all the, out of the first tw- 20 issues i mean it, it, they 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 accomplished that very very well mm. yeah and i you know of course like the whole mixture too of like kind of this high tech world with this really odd su- supernatural ability um it, it's a very surprising combination that I think lesser writers would not be able to pull off, but mm. it's, it just feels that the whole idea behind this piece and the characters and our piece, I mean, the whole series, um, it just came together very well. And I think, you know, the, it's done in a humorous way to, to, kind of keep the natural horrifying aspect of Tony's powers like kind of tamed mm-hmm. um you know it, it 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 just works yeah yeah it really does I think I think and you know I mean and then you sit there and think about like you know we talk a lot about relationships and those could be mm-hmm. relationships between characters in the book or relationships to us to the to the thing and what it makes us relationship to the art and what it makes us think about and stuff like that and in this case it's kind of like you know makes you think about like what do you do if you have like some kind of ability like that like how does that affect your life how does it make you who you are you know yeah like do you have a moral obligation to pursue to use it which I would argue you don't but some people their personal code of ethics would say I have to do this even though I don't want to and I feel like Tony falls into the latter like he's very much like he does not want to do this but he knows he has to (laughs) right you know like um, you know, and, and, you know, he had that whole part with Mason in the beginning where he didn't want to eat the thing, but then Mason kind of like gave him a big talk about it and stuff yeah. and, uh, and everything. And, you know, so it's, you know, I would say that's one of the conflicts with Tony, like as a character, like he doesn't want to, but he's a good person. So he feels like, he can help so he does but it's like this internal mm-hmm. conflict because he doesn't want to and he knows that he's being used in some sense but he mm-hmm. wants to help people so i feel like this is the internal conflict there yeah i found it hilarious that like his personal line in terms of what he had to eat for his job <laughs> he drew the line at that steaming pile of shit in the bank vault yeah Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he'll eat a bunch of other shit, but not literal shit. And it's like, yeah. you, you know, it was really, I'm like, good. Like, for his character to be real and believable to like the greatest capacity, there, there had to have been a line to that his character would have needed to be drawn. And we know that he's not 
he's fine with cannibalism to some extent mm-hmm. when the situation calls for it. But when it comes to eating a, a literal pile of poo, it's like, no, uh-uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I employers, they would make him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you know, what do you, yeah, you know, so I really think that's the, that's the, you know, kind of internal little conflict there is, you know, can he use it for someone else and, and, or, and even though he doesn't really want to, because like, who wants to eat like decomposing things and all this other stuff, you know, like nobody wants to do that, but like, he's a cop so you know and he feels like oh it's part of his job and he can help people in this capacity and everything yeah yeah so yeah you know and as this series goes on because i have you know a bit more of it like you Mm -hmm. know you start uncovering some international uh you know conspiracies and international situations going on and and a whole bunch of other stuff so there starts to be kind of like a bigger picture and everything yeah but um yeah so yeah cool (laughs) um (laughs) so i'm glad i where did yours end where did your edition end uh episode 20 so oh wait i got the i got four volumes so the taster's choice is like five issues per volume right because that was the only one that i could find and i looked at like the omnivore but then amazon they had some available on kindle but not but not okay. others and it it, it 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 was i found what i could find okay. i found what i could found i don't know but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so you went up to like um where um mason gets away and stuff yeah right yeah absolutely right okay yeah i I feel like the i mean to talk about kind of the overarching theme of it um there's more so than like the relationships of the characters to one to one another there's a lot of very subtle uh commentary about our relationship to food I want to talk about that that for for a second. Um, if we look at, let me pull up the the Wikipedia page that that I have. Um, so the 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 bird flu pandemic, you know, was a really really you know real thing. Um, there's a big stigma um, around specifically like backyard poultry production. Um, viewed as like a traditional age, like Asian ag- agricultural pra- practice that contrasted with modern commercial pol- poultry production. So it huh. fueled a lot of um, fear in the United States that like, oh, if we're importing our chicken from these Asian countries, then they're all going to have this virus because their markets aren't clean clean and it just fueled like kind of more racism toward Asian cult cultures here in the United States. And I see that um, 
and I, I, I don't think it's, it's a mistake that the authors chose to make the protagonist, um, and an Asian man and have him, you know, have this supernatural ability and be treated like shit the entire time. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, people of Asian descent or of, of origin, it's like, this wasn't their faults. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm wondering what your take is on that. Cause there it's, it's very, it's, there's a lot to say about our relationship to food and where we import our food from fears and everything else. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it looks like he's done. Um, a bit of um see i can't tell looking if he if the writer is asian themselves i can't tell i mean it says american but you know that doesn't of asian descent but yeah doesn't look it but you can't really tell you know so it'd be interesting if that's just something you know if it's personal experience or you know just something that they that they put together I don't know yeah and I'm like wondering like I'm like trying to look right now because I don't remember like how um you know when the who came out you know when this when the when the avian bird flu was you know moving from country to country I don't I'm trying to find how the virus was spread and I I have a feeling that like coming like of course you never want to eat like uncooked chicken anyways because you're at risk for salmonella and all kinds of other like bacterial diseases um but in terms of like the bird flu I I would think okay cooking the chicken properly would kill any of the viruses um so the the fact that chicken was banned in yeah in this comic just represents i think that mass paranoia mass hysteria about oh this chicken is coming from this country and you know you know these gross wet markets blah 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 you know they you know they don't have any sanitation so you know we should just you know ban ban all chicken where where it's like well these companies who are importing you know their food from asian countries specifically chicken you know it it it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the virus is in the chicken when you cook it and eat it and it would seem like especially in the first few issues that people who were going to these undergrounds you know chicken easies i guess right you know they're 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 not getting sick from eating this cooked chicken and it doesn't specifically say where all the chicken came from and everything else but it it came across to me like this overreaction steeped 
in racism back when the avian bird flu was a big concern in the early to mid 2000s and how the xenophobia fell into that. And we're seeing a lot of that again now with the current pandemic that is happening because the virus originated in China. Yeah, it's true. There's parallels. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, for, for a, you know, for a comic that takes, you know, kind of a premise that's a little off the wall, it does actually deal, I think, you know, on another level, it does deal with that stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, here on the Wikipedia page for the avian bird bird flu for prevention. It just says people who do not regularly come into contact with birds are not at high risk for contracting avian influenza. Those at high risk include poultry farm workers, animal control workers, wildlife biologists, and, oh, I'm going to try to pronounce this big word, ornithologists? Ornithologists? Ornithologists. O R N I T H O ornithologist like people who study birds. Exactly what it says. Yeah, I'm like, I've never heard that word before. Okay, I know today. It's scientists who study birds. Yeah, so it's it's like okay, people who deal with live birds on a daily basis and have to clean up their waste and everything else. Those are the people that are that are at risk, not people who are at home cooking up chicken to eat for dinner. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We have that kind of, you know, weird relationship with those things. Saints getting out of control like that. And I don't know, as far as I've read, I don't know what happens. Like if they discover the origin of this fear or anything like that, I guess we'd have to, we'd have to come back to it and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it, it, you know, and Tony kind of gets, I mean, he kind of gets pulled into it, you know, not really having wanted to or anything like that. He kind of just is is there because, uh, you know, because of who he is and he just kind of gets involved in all this stuff. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, he's just kind of a, a reluctant hero. I guess, and all of this as well. It kind of almost gives it like that that noir feeling, right? Because normally the the protagonist in a in a noir story, they're very much kind of reluctant, but they have like their own baggage. (laughs) They have they have shit in their box, you know. Like (laughs) that's a good point. I never thought about the noir aspects, but the comic really does have a lot of noir trope aspects to it yeah it does it does yeah the you know the way characters are introduced very uh third person omniscient narrator like like there's someone Mm -hmm. narrating everything yeah you know this is tony chu tony chu is you know that very kind of noir style yeah Felt a little, a little teeny hint of like the X Files, you know how they introduced their, and then soon he would discover, da 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 da, do 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 do, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, that's true. You know, and I think maybe even the art style with the shadows and stuff were kind of meant to uh, reflect a little bit as well. Yeah. 
So cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to like make sure everything that I just said of like, shit, I don't know, did, we don't really worried about like eating chicken when the avian bird flu was, was, was around, which I'm going to Google right now because I don't want to like spread misinformation or anything like that. Um, <laughs> bird flu plus... Can I, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling avian bird flu plus can I eat chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Here we go. Oh, wonderful. And this is from, this was actually last updated uh, 20 days ago. The site that I'm looking at. Um, but this comes from ndtv.com, which is an Indian news site. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess right now it looks like they're, they're dealing with another avian bird, bird flu. Um, and this, uh, this article is dated on January 11th, 2021. Um, reports of Laka, reports of Lacas of birds fl- dying of avian in, in influenza or bird flu over the last few days have sent panic waves across the country with sale of eggs and, ch- and chicken taking a hit and people wondering if the virus can affect humans. Ah. So it says, here's all you need to know about bird flu and the threat it poses to humans. It is safe to eat fully cooked eggs and chicken. Uh-huh. Um, animal hus- husbandry minister. Oh my goodness. Um, I cannot. Pro- I'm so bad at pronouncing names, even like English ones too. I think a G I R I R A A J Jiraj Singh. Yeah, I know. I know the last name is Singh. S I N G G H. My apologies. I'm so. I'm. I'm always been bad with pronouncing words. Recently said in a tweet with a government advisory as poultry sales took hit uh, took a hit across states to kill the heat sensitive virus experts suggest boiling eggs till the till the yolk and er, till the yolk is white and firm and ensuring the meat is cooked all the way through um not pink in in the center um so yeah hmm. seems like you know you got to worry about about the uh, live live birds Indeed. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, interesting. It's interesting yeah. connection. I wonder if, you know, that was something they were thinking about when they wrote it. It would have been right in the time period. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, were, it seems very intentional. It would have already happened to me. You know, like, yeah. so it would have been something that they knew about, you know. Interesting. Absolutely. I mean, lots of layers to chew. Yeah, and <laughs> highly uh, just the first like few pages alone when you're introduced to Tony right right at the beginning you learn his his superpower and then he's chasing the serial killer and then he's just you know like oh no 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 you're not dying on me yet I'm still gonna get my information and then One he just starts another. eating him and I'm I'm like I'm all in on this comic book <laughs> like I'm all in on this entire series yes start 
Yes. I mean, I had a feeling it was going to have to do with cannibalism to some degree. So I was already in on that. So when it started off with the whole bird flu thing and like Uh underground, like black, like chicken being sold on the black market and everything, I was, I was like, okay, oh, wow. Weird superpower. I see where this, where this is going. And then the (laughs) second he started eating the guy, I'm like, oh, that's genius. That's pretty funny. (laughs) That was amazing. It's good. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, um, I have quite a few of the volumes. I don't think I have all of them, but I have quite a few of them. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the humor. I did enjoy, you know, mostly I think what really, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the art and we've talked about, you know, the real life, you know, corollaries and stuff like that. But I think in the end, yeah, there's humor and there's, you know, the cannibalism aspect and kind of the body horror eating aspect and all of that and stuff. But I think in the end, what it is, is I think at least Tony comes off as very, very, very relatable and human. Yeah. You know, they're all very relatable people you know, so therefore everything else that goes on, they're just relax- reacting to them in very human ways. You yeah. know, it's, it's very relatable. Real people, the people feel real, feel real in what they do. At least Tony, you know, um, does. And a lot of the other characters too, even though some of the characters are like bigger than life, but, yeah, um, you know, all of that and everything. Yeah. And so, it uh, totally makes sense why he doesn't like get sort of like any premonition from eating beets because who the fuck likes beets? <laughs> like, I, just, I don't really care yes. for them. I admit. No, like, so that's, you know, exactly what to you, what, what, uh, what exactly to what you were just saying. It just, there's just so many good subtle bits of humor in this. And if yeah. you just think about like, a, you know, relationships to food and what people generally eat and don't eat especially in the U.S. like oh of course you would get nothing from beets because nobody wants anything to do with beets <laughs> no one would touch yeah. them like so. Tony I get you bro I get you I get you, <laughs> I get you. indeed Cool. So I think it's on you to talk on me. Do next time for next time. So <clears throat> we have um, we've we've decided to do another special episode. It'll um, be our twenty fifth. Twenty our twenty fifth episode. Episode, right? Which is crazy. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. It'll be um, a year in April. Yeah. You're in April. Oh my goodness. How, how time flies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we decided it, it would be fun to go through, like to come up with our, our, our top 25 horror media, um, yes. across, you know, video games, movies, books, whatever, come up with our top 25 and then we're going to discuss them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to cover stuff that we haven't already talked about on this show um I don't know maybe some stuff might make the top 25 I don't know um but uh that's what we have in store for y'all next time so yeah we're each gonna do a list of our 25 and then we'll share them with each other so we won't know them until nope 
we 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 get to the episodes so. exactly <laughs> it means i gotta get cracking on my list oh shit yeah for sure. <laughs> i need to it's hard to think because there's so many good Just... horror media things you know yeah lots of good stuff out there folks but so you want to get in on that conversation and share with us your top 25 maybe top 10 top five whatever you're gonna you're gonna want to give us a follow uh yeah. you can find us on twitter our handle is at the box underscore podcast uh you can subscribe to listen to us on stitcher spotify apple podcasts and podbean of course um yeah drop us a follow Give us a like and uh, until if you read time. you, let us know. Oh, if you, you have read you, please let us know too. Like those comments, make those yeah. comments. <laughs> let us know what your favorite foods are. Do you even like chicken? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, chicken's one of those things, I guess. I don't know. My, I like sushi. Sushi's my favorite. Food, oh, I do so. love sushi too. So mm. <laughs> it can taste like everything. That line from the Matrix when they're eating the slop. Anyways, y'all, we will see you again in two weeks.